I'm gonna tell you seven specific reasons why you're gonna to wanna to switch to the brand new iPhones 12, and three reasons why you might just wanna stick with the Android that brung you. And I'm gonna do it right now. Sponsored by Ting. So yes, right up front, I do have to point out that there are a few really big reasons why you may not wanna to switch to the new iPhones. First, Apple is still the only company making iPhones. So if you don't like what Apple's making, you're just out of luck. There aren't any other phones out there running iOS. With Android, if you absolutely despise what Google did with the latest Pixel 5, not a problem. You can pick up a Galaxy S20 FE or any of a dozen other phones from any of a dozen other brands. You can also get a bunch of really interesting features and form factors that Apple, for whatever reason, just doesn't consider ready for prime time yet, like 108 megapixel, 100 time periscope zooms, and yeah, just all the folds and all the flips, all of them, and the notches. Yeah, if you absolutely detest the notches, you can get foreheads or hole punches or the mechanical choochers, what raise and lower cameras or spin them up and around. You can get waterfall and wraparound displays, USB-C ports, God, and the occasional 3.5 millimeter headphone jack, even physical keyboards. Yes, there's just a metric tonnage of hardware options out there, and that's something Apple can't and probably won't ever match. Second, like Subways, you can have your Android your way. Sure, with the iPhone, you can change your wallpaper, put widgets on your home screen now, and with the latest iOS beta, you can finally customize your icons without compromise, but you're still locked to Springboard as your launcher and the grid as your layout. Android isn't your dad or your mom. It's not the boss of you, no matter how much the Google Play APIs increasingly try to send all of us to our rooms. You can theme, even make your system font Comic Sans if you really want to, but please don't. Some people just really want their phones to just work for them. But if you're willing to work for your phone, literally the more time and effort you're willing to put in, the weirder and wilder you can make your Android phone for you. Apple's making huge strides here, especially this year, but there's just no telling if or when they'll ever go as far as Google. Lastly, Google just allows some things on Android that Apple still doesn't, maybe won't, on the iPhone. One is game services like Game Pass and Stadia, which let you stream games from the cloud as easily as you stream movies or TV shows from Netflix or Disney+. Apple just seems stuck in the old world model here, in the past but fingers crossed that changes soon. The other is side loading, which means you can install apps from the web instead of the Google Play Store, if you really want to. Now, Google will throw up a bunch of warnings about safety and security because it is a huge risk and there is just a ton of malware out there, but you can do it if you really want to. It's a lot like Gatekeeper on the Mac. Apple's just never implemented it on the iPhone and they probably won't. Now, on the flip side, not an actual flip button, Never mind. There are some totally valid reasons to make the switch to the iPhone. Back in 2016, Apple released the original iPhone SE. Basically, the iPhone 6S gut stuffed inside the iPhone 5S chassis. And it was smaller, again, sure, but also less expensive than an iPhone had been ever. This year, Apple released the second generation iPhone SE. Basically, the iPhone 11 guts stuffed inside an iPhone 8 chassis. And it's about the same size as a regular iPhone, but back down to that sweet, sweet price of just $399 US. And I say US because yes, it's not the same in India and many other countries, thanks to the tyranny of international pricing. But in the US, that price is 
compelling, and frankly, something Apple just hasn't offered in a good long time. If the home button and touch ID aren't deal breakers for you, hell, if they're deal makers, the iPhone SE alone is probably the biggest incentive anyone's had to switch to the iPhone in years, except maybe for the iPhone 12 mini. It's nowhere nearly as cheap, not nearly, but wow, is it small. Smaller even than the current iPhone SE, but with an edge to kind of edge display that's almost as big as the old iPhone Pluses. And sure, you can get the regular sized iPhone 12 or the iPhone 12 Pro if you really want to. Even the massive iPhone 12 Pro Max if you need your phone to be your primary computer. I've got in-depth reviews up for all of them. So hit that subscribe button and bell and check them out but there are a lot of big phones on the market these days. There's only one flagship level that's really mini, and it's the iPhone 12 mini. Because of the way they're engineered, like beginning of time engineered, iPhones just tend to run smoother for longer than Android phones, even with far, far fewer resources. iOS and iOS apps run native on the iPhone, not through an interpreter like Android and Android apps. The code uses active release instead of garbage collection, and every bit of it was written specifically for the hardware that it runs on. There's no overhead meant to cover every possible quirk and difference from every possible device from every possible company. Apple also still makes the highest performance processors, calibrates everything about the display and imaging pipeline, custom designs every power management and audio system, and the list just literally goes on and on. And the result is, if you just look at the specs and see four to six gigabytes of RAM, or a physically smaller battery, or a 60 hertz refresh rate, or a non-pixel binned camera, it's still night and day compared to the quality and experience you have using an iPhone. They just load and scroll and last and shoot way better than a similarly or even much, much, much higher spec Android device. It's like airplane food versus home cooking. Apple can just cook up exactly the iPhone they think is best. If you're on Android, outside of China, with very, very few exceptions, you're on Google. And that's totally fine for a lot of people, maybe even good. Google makes it so that you can pick up almost any Android device, current Huawei bands notwithstanding. All you do is log in with your account and basically you're up and running, like lickety split. With an iPhone, you can use an Apple ID, which you might already have from iTunes back in the day or an iPad now or whatever. And if you just love Google and wanna stick with all of their services, that's totally fine. Just download any or all of the plethora of iOS apps that Google provides from Gmail to YouTube, Maps to Chrome, and just log into any of them with your Google ID. And Google will very helpfully try to log you into everything else that uses that ID. People on iPhone still provide so many eyeballs and so much money for Google that Google makes damn sure they're all over the iPhone. And for anything you might have that's not Google, Apple has a switch to iOS app right on the Google Play Store that'll help you move just all of that content just all of the way over. And it works just really, really well. So well, you can legitimately make the argument that the iPhone on Google Apps is simply one of the best Google phones on the market. Best hardware, best services, best combo since peanut butter and chocolate, even better than some or many Android phones. But, but if you don't like Google outside of China, Using Android is tough. Google has their hooks in deep into the OS, even further down than the Google Play APIs, which let modern Android phones be Android phones. Even if you go out of your way to avoid Google services, Android is essentially just the parent of all Google services. So while you can make the iPhone into a really top flight Google phone if you really want to, you can also make it only partially a Google phone or 
just zero Google Phone at all. If you just don't like Google's privacy policies or security track record, if you hate the idea of data harvesting and exploitation and surveillance capitalism or whatever, you can avoid Google services entirely. You can stick to Apple's apps if you want. Use a mix of indie apps. Go all in on Microsoft because, yeah, you can make the iPhone into a pretty great Windows phone as well. The point is, you get to choose. If the Google services just aren't worth the intrusions into your privacy, you can go completely without them and just not miss a beat. Speaking of which, if you want to, you can absolutely deck out your iPhone with all the Facebook apps you want. The big blue one, Messenger, WhatsApp, Instagram, the other dozen messaging apps. It feels like Facebook is just floating around in there too. They all work great on the iPhone, better even than any other phone. It's the reason you often see celebrities with Android endorsements, even the media teams at other Android makers just accidentally posting their Android ads from the iPhone. Same with TikTok. It's why you see iPhones in the hands of so many of the biggest people on the platform. Same with photographers. This goes on and on. But like with Google Apps, you can also have the option of just saying no to Facebook apps, even apps using the Facebook SDK. It can certainly be tricky, but you can find privacy-centric options for pretty much every kind of non-social app, including Signal for messaging. And that's because Apple has been pushing privacy as a major differentiator. And when Apple talks about privacy, they're talking about actual privacy, as in zero knowledge, as in even Apple doesn't and won't harvest your data. And sure, you can choose to back up online with Apple if you want to, but you can also choose not to and just use good old USB hardlines instead. Google and Facebook have been forced to talk about privacy lately as well, but Google has been intentionally conflating it with data retention and Facebook with encryption, which just really aren't about privacy at all. They're also both really, really happy to cut third-party developers out of the data chain and call that improved privacy. So far, though, Apple's the only one who's been really, really happy to cut themselves out. If you think that just means Apple services suck, that's totally fine, totally fair. You still have that option of using Google's or Facebook's or Microsoft's or anyone else's services instead. You can even set Chrome or Outlook as your default web or mail client on iOS now. But Apple and the iPhone are the only ones currently offering you that range of privacy and security options. Ever notice that the one app where Google's openness ends hard is the Pixel Camera app? Google doesn't make it or its amazing algorithms available, never mind for the iPhone, but even for other Android phones. And I don't blame them at all. Companies tend to keep closed what makes them money and open up what makes their competitors money. It's why AdSense is closed and Safari's WebKit is open. And the Pixel Camera is absolutely terrific with even commodity camera sensors that have basically gone unchanged since the Pixel 2, it routinely outshoots the monstrous behemoth sensors companies like Samsung and Huawei are bolting onto their phones like the face huggers from Aliens. I've been using Pixel phones for years. I get it, I really like it, but I also really like what Apple's doing, especially with the new iPhone 12 Pro Max and its massive new wide angle sensor with IVIS, in-body image stabilization, like the fancy cameras have, and its new 65 millimeter telephoto. Sure, it may not be the 108 megapixel sensors or periscope zooms that a lot of the Android manufacturers are putting in, but they've put together a pretty remarkable blend of camera hardware, silicon image signal processing, and machine learning software to create what are routinely some of the best photos in the business, and still the best video, period, going all the way up to Dolby Vision HDR in 4K60 this year, and already in beta, Pro Raw, 
which gives you the flexibility of RAW, but with the ability to tweak the computational pipeline pretty much any way you want. Apple's even made a custom storage controller so you never miss a photo or a frame. It offers real-time live previews for computational effects so you always get the exact picture you see. And it has instant shutter so what you see is what you capture. Likewise, the depth and quality of photo and video apps on the iPhone is simply unmatched probably unmatchable given it's just easier to make apps for hardware as consistent as the iPhones. Almost everyone talks about the value and power of the Apple ecosystem, and for a really good reason. When you buy an iPhone, you also get all the free apps that Apple makes for it. Free as in free, not free as in your data, including the iWork suite, GarageBand, iMovie, and more, plus all the free training and courses that Apple offers, not just at the Apple Store, but increasingly online as well. And there are still more, better, third-party apps sooner. And for a variety of reasons, not many or any of which are about to change anytime soon. And you can use iMessage and FaceTime for end-to-end encrypted text and audio video chat. They're not cross-platform, which is beyond super frustrating, but they work great. And if you need cross-platform, you can again get anything or everything from Facebook Messenger to WhatsApp to Google Meet, Hangout Duo, whatever it's called these days, to Microsoft Skype, to Signal and Discord instead, or as well. And there's the Apple Watch, which is the best wearable on the market. So much so, it's pretty much the market. And AirPods, which have become so popular, they've basically become a meme. If you have a Mac or an iPad, Continuity lets you share cellular data, copy and paste clipboards, and even sync not just data, but the state between apps. So you can put down a half-written email on your iPad, pick up your iPhone, swipe, and just keep on typing that email. And of course, AirDrop, which lets you send files back and forth so quickly and easily, you literally start feeling lost without it. And with the brand new M1 Apple Silicon Macs, you can now have an ultralight as ultra fast as some workstations and totally, completely, and always just in sync and in step with your phone. Plus you get software and security updates in every country on every carrier all the time at the same time for years, around four to five years now, which is just far more than the three years only Google and recently Samsung offer even for flagship Android devices. So if you decide to stay with the iPhone you bought, you get a lot more value in the long run. And if you decide to sell it or trade it in, you get a lot more sale or trade-in value as well. And that's as true with a 399 iPhone SE as it is with a 1099 iPhone 12 Pro Max. Now, I get it, totally get it. What one person can find focused and consistent, another can find tunnel-visioned, monotonous, even boring. One person's security and protection can be another's over-control and straitjacket. Each advantage can be a disadvantage. End of the day, you have to get the best phone for you. But regardless of which one you get, you can save money on all of them with Ting. Yeah, the next generation of Ting Mobile is here. So whether you want only a little data or unlimited, Ting has the perfect plan for you and for your family. You can get talk and text for just $10 a month, data from $15, five gigabytes for 25, unlimited from 45, whatever you need. Just go to renee.ting.com to check out the plans and see how much you can save. You get access to the best nationwide coverage in America on pretty much any phone, from the iPhone to the Pixel, to the so many galaxies, to OnePlus, to anything with a SIM card basically. And of course, you can keep your existing phone, keep your existing number if you want to. That's the next generation of Ting Mobile. And to see how much you can save, and get $25 off, just go to renee.ting.com. Click on the link in the description 
or go to renee.ting.com and get $25 off. And clicking on that link really helps out the channel. For a ton more on the iPhone 12, click on the playlist above. I've got in-depth reviews and comparisons detailing every single new feature and lots more to come. So click on the playlist and I'll see you next video.